You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What is the most upsetting combination of businesses you have ever encountered under one roof, a la, you know, KFC Taco Bell? Sure. I need, to, the, I need to find what, what this was that I found recently. It was in the Outer Banks. At exit 81 going north on I-75 in Tennessee, the Lenore City exit, which is where I get off to go the back way to go home, there is a combination I think left to right, it is pet store, gun store, leather goods store, like purses and shit, and then prom dress rentals. That's a whole weekend. Now, is this, how are you defining a combination? Do they have to like so have shared is, rooms or? This is in one of those, the, this is like an old, old concept of a strip mall. Like the building is like, it looks like a brick motel, and I think that's probably what it originally was. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. A, let me see if I can find a street view, and I'll send it to you. Like it, it looks like you know, there is an actual corn pone motel not too far from here, and it kind of looks the same. You guys ever go to a McDonald's Pizza Hut before? A what? I'm familiar with it. That's, Wait, that's that incredibly nineties. That was Wait, that was that, that was a nineties thing. Yeah. Or is this pre is this pre I'm pretty sure that I was I'm yes. pretty sure that I was at one in like on twelve, like the North Carolina Outer Banks Road, like when I was coming up from there back in like April. But I can't find the specific I mean, you should be able to find it. There's just one road. This shouldn't be that hard. This but. is not a, this is not exactly what you're talking about, Holly, but the bowling alley we went to as kids, and I'm sure I've talked about this before backed up to a nudist colony and yes, they had have discussed that yeah so that's mine is the nudist colony bowling alley. 
They do nudists do love bowling though because they had rumoredly they had nude bowling night. No, they they do. You that nude um I had a couple of classmates in high school. Confidently. No, they do. Who went to that nudist club? Yeah. And they would go there and bowl. Like <laughs> that was their thing. They always went for bowling night. Now and the best part is that it was a couple of goth girls. It was like the, the last people yes, I expected. I remember, I remember like, we talked. About what do you mean this? the yeah. last people? Did you say the last people you expected? I didn't know much at the time about goths. Okay. Yeah. So at the time I was very surprised. Hot weather goths have to seek out air conditioning. What part right? of them being goths was surprising? The nudity or the bowling? That they would go because goths and the people who are nudists, nudists are in retrospect it makes sense because goths and nudists are both secretly joiners. You know, they they're sure. yes. Yeah. Or at least because goths are like, I'm lonely and I'm dark and I have friends, lots of friends, and I'm actually yeah. quite happy. You know, they're, they're both uh, alleged loners, but right. always have 10 friends. Or mm. loners. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I found it. I found it. So if I just drop, if I just drop the link that's in Google on the top, okay. So I don't know how long ago this has taken. If I just drop this, like <laughs> the link for this into the chat, can y'all <laughs> see it? I t- when have I ever told a joke? Guns and tuxedo. <laughs> they also so I think this was taken a while ago. You can see the colorful sign on oh, the wow is Ruff's Pet Shop. Yeah, and the prom yeah. dresses are on the right. The guns and leather are in the middle. I there was a sign up in the middle when I went home a couple weeks ago that they have added jewelry to the middle store. This but, also just but, I mean a, y'all can see this used to be like a motel six or something. This 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 is this strip mall, this strip mall is like, like this, I'm not even sure what to call it. Like, is that a strip mall? What is be, that? Between it's the circle of life in so many ways. Like leather right next to pet store with mm. guns is really very special. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> there's there's an entire life cycle of a person here. Yes. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to figure out which way it goes. Like, does it go from owning a pet to guns to prom or vice versa? I think I, I guess it kind of depends on whether you're heading east or west. Yeah. Like, like if you start at prom mm-hmm. and then you have a wedding and you need a tuxedo and then you need guns and leather to defend your home. Shotgun wedding. <laughs> I need, wait, you need I need leather to defend, to defend my home and then you settle down with a pet. <laughs> Unless you defend- use up all the leather at the I wedding. need leather to defend my home, Spencer. This is also make this a shield. This is also. Yeah. The- the design of this Armor. building, the design of this building is cursed Sims house. So this is so this is like the first thing I see when I get off the interstate. Like this building is the symbol of I am almost home. Sure. Which is why I pay attention because it's like the first thing that you pass after you get past the little like cluster of fast food restaurants at the exit. And it's just, I always look over. I'm just I've never been in. I've never been into any of these stores. And I just always kind of look over to see like what new lines of I would like to think there's a family involved here and it's either like the no account or the, the responsible brother being told you have to put your sister's prom dress in the store or the, the sister being told you have to put your brother's gun shop in the store. Um, Like one of them has gotten their lives right. And one of them really has not.
to the Shutdown Fullcast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall, and this is a single business business. There is no other business other than podcast business and college football business. The thing that I wanted to open the show with was somebody who has decided that a single business is not all that we're going to have to pile several businesses under one roof, a hallowed American tradition in the vein of the infamous Kentucky hut, AKA the tripartite Kentucky fried chicken, Taco Bell and pizza hut once birthed by the monstrosity that is yum brands. And this comes from sources. Max Olson at The Athletic. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby to meet with the Pac-12's George Klyavkov on Tuesday. The meeting is expected to be a key first step in talks about whether the two conferences would benefit from strategically working together during college sports' new phase of realignment. Why start now? (laughs) I guess is my question. What a fantastic sport that we're like, should the, should the actual bodies that organize it work together in any way? Hmm. Let's have one initial talk. Let's have one talk. Let's have a working. Oh, we got to form the working group. Let's have a working group to be superseded by a committee. Hey, you got a working group right here. Look at that. Uh, Say their names. Yeah, we do. Uh, Joining us today. Uh, prompting the introductions is Holly Anderson, our uh, perpetual guest host on the show. Another perpetual guest host, uh, Ryan Nanny, joins us from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, say hello, Ryan. Hi. Have you ever worked at combination business? I no, I haven't worked at a combination business. No. So you've robbed a combination business. I, I'm not about to admit to that on this program. I'm not that bad of a lawyer. Have you decoupled a combination business? God, that's the dream, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. This pizza hut's mine. (laughs) I'm severing it. Like just just pulling the connector between train cars. Ha ha! Pull away, Taco Bell. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. They have all the cash registers on that side. (laughs) I have all the BK fish. Shit. (laughs) I have the salad bar. No. My co-host, you can hear the bemoaning the loss of the salad bar, uh, is Jason Kirk, uh, live from beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia. You're looking especially verdant today, your surroundings, that is, and you maybe, because you are wearing green. Thank you. It's raining, and I'm hoping you're picking up rain sounds. Uh, if not, then hopefully they will uh, accumulate over the course of the podcast until Once I again. am no longer audible. Once again, I ask for a Brazilian rain stick to be expensed for the purpose of appearing on this show. Hey, listen, with some of that hot podcast sponsorship money, I think the least we can do is get you a Brazilian rain stick. If you're a Brazilian rain stick company and you'd like to sponsor this show, shutdownfullcast at gmail.com. I think the kind thing to do actually would be for Spencer to bite the bullet and put on a whole one man band outfit so that Holly can just point at different parts of him and say, hey, symbols. It's only fair. As if the what? Yeah, I can't play any of the instruments, but I can hit them all rapidly. That's right. <laughs> it's like a Mega Man villain drum man. Is the Zoob tube still in this room? Somewhere, yes. Somewhere in this room is a Zoob tube. The uh, the guest this week who's going to help us sort through uh, some pods 
uh, would be Split Zone Duo's own Alex Kirshner. And by the way, congratulations, new Slate.com contributor. Thanks. I figured that I would uh, get in touch with some of my best friends to celebrate my new uh, my new blogging. You know, well, what no better no better group to blog with than this one. So, for old time's sake. Well, I think uh, Alex and I, uh, fellow longtime Slate contributors, as we as we always expected to be described, um, uh-huh. I think we view the shutdown full cast audience as like the overlap between the full cast and Slate's readership is just. It's a perfect circle. So what better way yeah. for Alex to yeah. reach out? Is this a bad yeah, time to announce that I'm buying Newsweek? Is this an awkward place for <laughs> Oh, them? a competitor Honestly, has they emerged. Could, they could do worse. Yeah, you could, you, you could. I do think, I do really want at one point Jason Kirk to take over Dear Prudence uh, as well as it's done right now because I really do need to see people just writing in asking you for advice on lawnmower accidents right hey listen my uncle put that lawnmower in a ditch how am i gonna get the thing out uh you're just gonna leave it there buddy so it's gonna happen it'll be claimed by the earth it's my advice for you and uh watching over us from his godlike perch in the the, uh production booth would be michael serber uh you cannot see this because this is an audio medium as i am reminded auto harps are hundreds of dollars that wait that's what about you hundreds of dollars too much for an auto harp Dolly Parton heard. What that. about slight? Oh, hold on. Can you Google gently used auto harp? Is it because of the automation? Because they play themselves? Because they're auto yeah, harps? Yeah, that's what happens when you put computers and shit. Yeah, these days. All I was going to say is that Michael Server's wood paneling is looking incredible. Cannot see it, but but trust us, there are deep, fabulous records. You're not vibes. you're not going to mention the male bull shirt that he's wearing. <laughs> Nope, nope. You know why? Because okay. my vision's real bad, and I actually can't see it from here. Wait, I don't see the shirt either. Spencer's old enough to play for the Lakers. It's a oh. male. Hey, it's a male bull shirt. Home field apparel. Home field apparel. That's God incredible. Bless. Yeah. Uh, by so the that- way, to get that uh, lawnmower out of a ditch, Jason, another uh-huh. lawnmower. Mm. Yeah. It's what just, we're gonna do is we're gonna throw thought. it down there, and then they will mate. <laughs> and uh, eventually, one of the lawnmowers will make its way to the surface, and then we got a brand new lawnmower. It's part like of their culture. have tow hitches. They it have- is not good for lawnmowers to be alone. <laughs> they don't. They need so. They need social contact. They get scared. <laughs> Enrichment. They get scared. They get lonely, wouldn't you? <laughs> they're like horses. You got to brush the lawnmower before you put it up for the night, or it'll oh, die. Yeah, they're I am, called lawn mowers. I am happy to report that bad boy mowers do, in fact, have tow hitches. Thank you. You're welcome. Also, for what? Yeah, for no, the bad, bad the, boy, for the, singular. For the bad kid mower. <laughs> Dad mowers out like, oh, I got the darn kid today. I, I saw I saw what I will call our bad boy mowers American of the week on TikTok. I saw a guy who posted his visit to the Georgia Highway Patrol office in his quadrant of the state of Georgia to see how street legal his four-tracked Hummer was. That had a 50 cal mount on it, okay? Disabled 50 cal, but still on the roof of 50 cal mount. So they have a trooper on this TikTok just out there looking at it, going, Well, your registration's clean. <laughs> These treads, their regulation. The only thing I can see is you need a more clearly displayed uh, license plate. That's all. Otherwise, cool. perfectly good. Actual yeah. combat vehicle. Because somebody had said, hey, man, there's no way that thing's street legal. And he's like, well, let's go ask the cops. Let's go get some emissions testing, brother. 
and he just drove it up to the cops. That's oh, like yeah. that's like the ultimate thing you can do as a white man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's like, go yeah. ask the cops. Yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Nobody yeah. else even even remotely considers such a thing. <laughs> but the white guy has such confidence in approaching law enforcement. Jason, have you ever worked at a combination business? No, uh, unless it, unless we count like the writer tutoring uh, facility at college. It's kind of a comp- colleges are just big uh, networks of combined businesses. When you did think your public, did your Publix have any like associated no. business inside? Okay, I don't know if Publix is anywhere to do that. Yeah, I could that, be wrong. That, that's more of a Walmart thing. Yeah, Publix is very oh, no, snobby. Kroger does that. Our Kroger has a mini mall inside it. Really? Yeah, Kroger. It Kroger has... takes whatever they can get. You don't have a pharmacy in a Kroger. Or a Publix? No, I it's mean, our Publix Kroger pharmacy. has a combination of oh, computer yeah. repair and essential oil yeah. store inside it. Yeah, Ooh. that's that's where I, did, I was going to start. Wigs? Are there wigs? There are wigs. Yeah. yeah. I did think of my one of my favorite combination stores, which is in New York, and I think it's in Chinatown. It's one of the best places to get a Bon Mi, and the Bon Mi store is in the back of a jewelry store. It is all one place. You walk. There's not like a door. There's not like a hallway. You just walk past the jewelry counter to the bond me counter and it Which fucking rules is our what's the traffic foot foot traffic breakdown like are most people going to eat i here's what i think happens i think people go to order bond me it takes a little bit so they browse the jewelry while jewelry. they're waiting. yes exactly <laughs> that's how i am every time i'm hungry captive audience <laughs> So I'm eating a sandwich and I thought, why not buy a $10,000? I think the, the ideal customer here is Rick Ross. Yeah. <laughs> I was so hungry. I bought jewelry. That's Rick Ross like 10 times a day. Wingstop. Wow. Imagine if Wingstop and Zales merged. That would be fucking brilliant. Just Rick Ross would never Andy. leave. Did we just invent another business? We did. We did. I had a combination business that I had to use in China when I was buying rail tickets, I went to the hotel and I'm like, Hey, listen, we need tickets for tomorrow. And they're like, Oh, it's a little late for tomorrow's train. But if you go here and you ask for like low, then it'll be cool. Just go talk to low. I'm like, where is it? And they're like, it's a combination butcher slash newspaper stand slash uh, bootleg train ticket stop. And I'm like, that sounds very unusual, which was my way of saying in my primitive bad Chinese. I think that sounds mad <laughs> sketchy. And the guy's like, no, no, it's cool. Just test for low. So I go and there's one person at the counter of this combination store. And I'm like, hey, I want to talk to low about some train tickets. And the backdrop of the store is like a cloth, like, you know, like a curtain hanging, yeah. which I assume was like, there's a back room back there. Right. And the, he goes, oh, you want to talk to low? Okay, cool. Reveal curtain. curtain. Yep. And it's just low sleeping on a cot right there. And they like, he kicks the cot to like wake his ass up and i'm like no 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 don't he's like it's fine it's fine just kick do you want to kick him I'm like no no that was my favorite combination business ever it is not my favorite one that we have singled out for this here podcast and that comes from again the great state of tennessee but i guess like that makes as much sense having tuxedos and leather together as it does having say oregon state and kansas state potentially playing games with each no, other those are both leather <laughs> oh shit this might actually right. work actually yeah. so oregon state would be leather kansas state would be guns mm. right who's tuxedos oregon texas, texas tech, tech. <laughs> <laughs> it happens it is unanimous I, I, it's I settled then why that's right but that's right because we just watched zorro <laughs> that's <it. laughs> true that's 
That's... When was the last time? That, <laughs> that was scary. This means this means creating like a wax size sort of meta conference that goes all the way from West Virginia. <laughs> it's just think of it like an like a really old map of North it's, America. It's, geographically, how much farther is this in the air than connecting any of the existing conferences to Hawaii? <sighs> Probably not significantly. Alex, this I mean, feels like yeah. the kind of thing you've already looked up at some point. Yeah. Probably probably about the same. I'm just thinking that, you know, the whack collapsed under its own weight because good luck fitting, like, it's just, even if you forget geography and that this would be going from, like, Morgantown to Tucson or wherever, that, you know, like, if you have a conference where you have BYU and Air Force and... uh Tulsa, three universities that have a lot in common, you know, they stopped getting along at some point, but I can't imagine that Texas Tech, Baylor, and USC would ever disagree about anything. So it would it would probably go great. Stanford and Baylor. A lot Stanford and Baylor. <laughs> Stanford and Baylor would be fine, Both right? Hurricanes, Mormons, love airplanes, bears. all kill. <laughs> all killers. Mm-hmm. Um gentrification. Mm-hmm. The, um, like, don't tell me that Chip and Joanna wouldn't be at home in Palo Alto. Yeah, they would have a lot to talk. I think they would culturally, yes. The, the institutions would pretend like, oh no, no, we have nothing in common with them. But then we'd stop and think. And as long as they change the we name of the show to like, people, we just have vastly different ideas of what constitutes poor people. They just have to change the name of the show to like FXR, PP Fixer Ripper, and it's like, oh wow, this is is it oh, doesn't wow, involve their, the, their entire staff is on strike what an already. Innovative startup. <laughs> Did it involve the blockchain? Yeah, all, yeah. Chip, all Chip Gaines has to do is to speak in a really weird voice. Oh my voice God, like that's just Elizabeth he, All you have to do is walk in the door in Silicon Valley and say, Hi, my name is Chip Gaines. They're going to fall at his feet. Bro, <laughs> you're Man. here at last. <laughs> what does he do? He the gains chosen chips. one has come. I, um, first, I like the idea that we have a thing called Big 12 and Pac 12, and we're assuming, uh, Biggie and Pac are going to get along this time. Um, oh, secondly, nice. West Virginia is my single favorite piece of all this because West Virginia fans are awesome. They've been through this a hundred times yeah. for the past thirty years. West Virginia's been tossed back and forth everywhere oh, they yeah, end I'm up. Totally that conference cool. is doomed. Um, like the Big East, Big Twelve, wherever West Virginia goes, carnage follows. Harbingers of disaster. And what do they do? They are now desperate to get into the acc they were they <laughs> every west virginia fan is making pitches to the acc there was even something the other day on uh, i think it was on reddit where like there was some thread where uh everyone was like wow west virginia fans are really chill with all this they've been through this shit a thousand times and the, and the reply was like yeah tell your acc friends we're really funny <laughs> your ACC <laughs> which yeah go to go to your nc state friends and like, like you know who's hilarious who's a who's a who's a great time at a party is west virginia which accurate yeah by the way, like West Virginia, West Virginia is your friend who's gone bankrupt three times, but knows all the ins and outs about being bankrupt, right? Like, oh man, I'm about to go bankrupt. And they're like, listen, you got to declare North Dakota because you can sell your organs there. All right. And they don't, they don't tax you on it. Listen, if you list your boat as a religious service device, they can't seize it. Yeah, that's, it's the one who, after the first bankruptcy, slight trauma. After the second bankruptcy, ennui. The third, energetic familiarity with the subject it's just like respawning (laughs) west virginia has infinite respawn (laughs) yeah that's what all the cryptids are for (laughs) what does the west virginian love more than camping nothing cryptids 
that's it. We'll be hey, we can Gambling. wait out here all winter. That's fine. <laughs> Cryptid currency. <laughs> also, by the way, the ACC has no good refusals for West Virginia because everyone is in the ACC. The ACC has no common rubric of membership. <laughs> you reject West Virginia. Oh, well, you're academics. Florida State's in the You already let Louisville in. You already let Louisville in. You let Papa John University in. Don't talk about academics. Yeah. Georgia well, Tech, you dorks. Well, the population footprint and the size of your student body. Wake Forest! Next! <laughs> Wake also, Forest you can't here. prove where our student body is located. <laughs> Because they're outside. I also love that if you take West Virginia, you probably need someone else to keep it balanced. And who is the school that uh, the ACC wants most? Welcome our two equal and esteemed universities, West Virginia and Notre Dame. (laughs) (laughs) Historic rivals, peers in every way. God and country. That's what we're bringing. (laughs) (laughs) Put it on the fucking memes, ACC. Do it just for that. God and country conference. But actually, put, uh, perfectly with my plan to just have the Pac-12 and the Big 12 combined be called the whack because that's what we're going to call it no matter what. Yeah. Is that with a K on the end of it and an H as well? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. W-A-K-H. <laughs> See, I now want this to happen just so I can hear the words. You're looking live at Morgantown, West Virginia, where Notre Dame is playing a terrifying night game against the West Virginia oh, Mountaineers. y'all grew your grass long. That's cute. <laughs> Hey, do you know what you can sell the parts from this Range Rover for? Yeah, it's not getting out of the parking lot. Our kicker's trotting out with an anthracite blade between his teeth. Have fun. (laughs) He's got four more hidden on him. You won't find out where until you try to tackle him. We'll just hide up here in the law school. Those are the real criminals. (laughs) Oh, West Virginia law. Yeah, who have they produced? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Go look. We'll wait. Yeah, oh I, boy. Want this, I want this to happen. As, this is listen, the... as a three-quarter breed West Virginia, let me deliver to you now the news of Wait, my people. You making me look this up in yeah. real time? Yeah, go yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. You, Alex, you, we've you never do told that, a joke. Well, Get on it. Yeah, we don't joke. Come was, on, it, was it going to be like, like Mike is, Florio? Is, is, is that, is that Mike Florio? <laughs> that's exactly that's, who we meant. That's not who we. That's not who we meant. The scourge of Morgantown. He's a terrible criminal. I w- that would be the best though if you went on a tour of West Virginia law and that you said, "Well, hey, who are some like illustrious Florio law, law Center?" It's like this is the Florio <laughs> Law Center. The Florio floor. I'm, I, I must be overlooking whoever this is on this list. I'm not. I'm not seeing a whole lot. I mean, there's a former appeals um, court West Virginia judge couple of them as a matter of fact actually i, I mean i'd hope heather, so i think heather actually just has an undergrad degree uh alex go ahead and look up heather bresh and oh i know who heather bresh is i'm a, I'm a pittsburgh i could have told yeah, there, you that this is there's the joke yeah that's that's the uh the yeah. fail daughter of someone who got no, like she's some pretty successful in her own way yeah yeah uh the i love the god and country proposal like I oh, think of joe mansion wow okay. yeah, yeah yeah there we go, go. uh yeah, no, I love the God and Country proposal. Like, this feels like fact. This feels like it has already happened, and we're just foretelling it. It's, West Virginia I, I, f- fans online seem pretty confident. That I like it. Be- I like it because it's like you know when you, they feel you pretty. Know, they got a good feeling about this. I was gonna say, you know, when you go to a wedding and they have to pair like uh, a groomsman and a bridesmaid that don't match, like one is way taller or something, like that's Notre Dame and West Virginia walking <laughs> down the aisle together. Where you're just like, oh, we ran out of people. Sorry. <laughs> the, yeah, the last member of yes. each of each side. Yes. Is like you two have you met eight hours ago. Go to the far sides. 
don't talk to each other. I, I, I'm still I'm still reveling in that the ACC expanding to the point where they have they're utterly meaningless, and that's why they're going to be the most fun conference. That's why they're going to be the best bedfellows of all because there isn't a through line on any of them. I, any I, of them. I love that. Well, so it's the kind of ACC brand is being good at a lot of sports that don't matter, right? Mm-hmm. West Virginia is excellent at rifle. That's <laughs> the uh, sport they're best at. Lumberjack. Our sports. <laughs> no, rifle sports. Dynasty. They're like big at timber sports too, right? Yeah. That's what they're bringing to the table. Have you got timber sports going on, Notre Dame? Oh, God. Notre Dame students doing timber sports. <laughs> Four amputations in week one. <laughs> I, um, so the other West Virginia thing is there's the idea that the AAC might just eat the Big 12 because ESPN conspiracies or whatever. Um, and uh, I've seen West Virginia fans like, fine, <laughs> back with the other half of the Big East. Like, everything's coming up sunshine for West Virginia, as always. This is mostly the sensation of my West Virginia-based family. Uh, I've, just, I've just come from seeing them. And everyone there to a person is usually when I'm home, there are all kinds of questions about football. And this time I, it was more on the order of, Hey, how are you guys feeling? They're like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Also, can we point out the irony here? We're accusing West Virginia of being the happy vagrants of being the team that says, Hey man, well, can we just, you know, sleep in a tent in your backyard? Can we just crash for a while? When the team that actually does that right now in the ACC is Notre Dame. If you have to find a new home for West Virginia, who are you picking in the well, I would probably most like the ACC because I think West Virginia fans miss Pitt more than they let on, and they're going to have a <laughs> good time in the parking lots the next. Who misses years the other together. more? Who who who's oh, yeah. even more pining here? I think West Virginia misses Pitt more. Wow. Think, okay. All West right. Virginia is the one in a conference that's about to die, and I mean Pitt's in a conference where they'll forever be a second-class citizen in college sports because the ACC is never going to catch up to the the Big Two, but I mean, West Virginia is like two steps away from being back in non-power status, which brings up actually, Ryan, there's a bit of a lawyerly conspiracy theory that I have about Mm, this. Please hit me. I love a lawyerly conspiracy. I think West Virginia are the happy vagrants and they'd be totally fine going back with the other half of the Big East that's currently in the AAC. Uh But I think that Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, doesn't want that because he doesn't. I don't believe he gets paid anymore if the Big 12 stops existing. Oh, you so don't think like, the AAC would just hire him? Yeah, I mean, for his like, talents. <laughs> if you're asking me, do I think Bob Bowlesby will somehow like not have a like this is college football? Of course he's going to. You're right. Him and I Bill Hancock are going to have a job till the earth has been subsumed by the sun. I apologize. Oh, Bill Hancock, nicest man. Um, so so you think? I don't know. I don't. I I I can't imagine. Let me put it this way. If if Wait, here, what here, I've got a question. Can yeah. Bob Bowles be type? Ooh, that's a good question. Apparently not well enough to email bet, back and I forth with like somebody. Mm-hmm. I bet like mm, click, yeah. click. Um, I'm if just Bob, trying to imagine other qualities he might have. If Bob Bowlesby's primary concern right now is what's happening with West Virginia, like I feel like he's already done. <laughs> Like just go ahead and go ahead and close if, the book on that. If your plan whole plan hinges on predicting what West Virginia will do, <laughs> something has gone awry. Thus falls the Republic, the way of West Virginia. <laughs> now, what Bob Bowlesby should be doing, despite <clears throat> despite accusing ESPN of trying to undercut his conference, 
he should be trying to sell schools out to the highest bidder. He should put himself out there as the middleman and be like, hey, you give me $5 million and I give you a TCU. Like, I guess the only counterpoint I have to that is that Bob Bowlesby accusing ESPN of colluding is incredibly entertaining. Oh, I think he can do both. Yeah. 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 I think he, could do a, he could do a Rod Blagojevich type thing with his yeah. skills. Yeah. Like which, I think which part of the Rod Blagojevich. <laughs> I was going to say the auction, the, the, the auctioning off of public goods okay, for, for private, goodness, private gains. I think multitudes. All right. Yeah. Well, why don't you just, why don't it's none of Actually, this? Is, what's, what's Rod Blagojevich doing right now? Uh, suing to run for office again, to be allowed to run for office again. Hell, you that's why he's me? on my mind. No, I'm dead that's serious. That's wonderful. Yeah. What um, the man did for his, everyone. The man did his time. What a but, giver. But like, what if Bob Bowlesby just put like, just put, kansas on ebay and was just like let's see what happens let's you've, see what the bidding gets to you've made him the vladimir putin of the paint planes yes now, i think kansas set, is the hottest item here this is just setting kansas fans up for disappointment because you know ebay's got that little button that tells you how many people are watching <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna roll only back. during march are people watching i'm gonna roll back for a minute yeah alex what the hell did I you didn't just set say the parking break I think Kansas, we were talking about this on Split Zone the other day. Or oh, he's today, tricked us. He's tricked us. Ah, talking no. about his real football oh, podcast. No, no, no. He dangled a piece of niche football bait, and your dumbass just went and, and gobbled it up. set the now, fucking oh, parking break. Fine. I'm just Go saying, ahead. now Kansas we're rolling backwards into sports talk. Not only are we talking Kansas actual football, All we're I'm talking saying. fucking basketball. No, we are not talking basketball. Is this Jocks FM? You're you telling think, me no, Candace no. is that valuable without basketball? Jason, I don't know why you think I'm talking about basketball or their AAU accreditation or whatever. I'm talking uh-huh. about the oh, fact oh, I'm that sorry. Kansas, their, Kansas their is reasonably academics. close. As I know from a tweet that Kansas sent last week, they are within proximity oh, to a, yes. a new airport terminal oh. that is opening oh. in Kansas City like by 2022 or 2023. And with, with bait like that. How far is Lawrence? I don't know. I've never I asked, driven it. I, I, According I, to I've them, only, it's very close. I've only been there once. I asked Emily. It's, I think she described it as roughly an hour-ish within range of an hour. Is it? Is it? Is it standard? It's, four, it's 40 it's, minutes. It's standard university length, right? Okay. It's like Atlanta to Athens. Okay, Manhattan's yeah. the one Detroit that's driving, 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 driving. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. I did see uh, K-State and KU fans having a real argument about who runs specific quadrants of the state. So I think it did its Listen, job. Listen, I'm not fucking with K-State fans after the time they came on mass for John Boyce for saying that their logo looked like a bird ventriloquist. <laughs> Which it, Alex may be too young to remember, but it, was one of the most vicious internet fights I've ever seen. I do remember. Vaguely. It does. Yeah. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed Kansas uh, residents chiming in on this debate by saying, that 40 minutes was a lot and that 40 minutes was nothing. This is the most. No, that's a Midwestern ship. That is the most like 40 yeah. minutes. Why? That's that's just a hop, skip and a jump. That's fine. That is Midwest mindset, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you say that and like you are reaching, you are speaking to your target market. Big 10 fans are like, OK, OK. You know, I, I love a 40 it. minute drive for lunch. Yeah, that'd be fine. I'll go to chow. That's in the suburbs. <laughs> If there were a Brazilian steakhouse like in the middle of nowhere in Kansas, oh, what a, what a sublime thing to see. <laughs> the I'm, I'm very happy about that concept. That's all. What I else does Kansas have to offer me? But a Brazilian Mike Patrick in real time. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, this is how senility works. 
It sneaks up on you, and one day you're Mike Patrick. <laughs> Devastating. <laughs> uh, Jason, we want to talk about pods again. Yet again, yes. Uh, so That's a new idea. I like it. Over the years, uh, our general blogging collective and its associated members, we have uh, we continue to return to a few concepts: uh, uh, promotion and relegation, uh, pod style scheduling, in which you get rid of divisions and you replace it with three to five team grouplets, uh, and you arrange scheduling so that teams in a conference all actually play each other on a regular basis. And we have put forth numerous plans for this, you know, depending on conference size, conference needs, and so forth. Um, Generally, the things we like about it are everybody the balances out the schedules a little bit. Nobody's crying about, oh, I'm in the SEC West. Well, it's because basically everyone plays everyone uh, every other year or so. Rivals, you actually see each other. Uh, no matter the conference, no matter how you set it up, it's very likely that each student athlete during their three to five years on campus will see every other stadium in the uh, in the conference. And that's pretty great. Makes conference feel like a conference. So back in the news, such as it is. If you can call uh, college football fans on Twitter news uh, because of SEC expansion, which is bringing the whole thing to a nice and tidy four by four setup. If you go with the pod system, there were like as soon as the Texas OU news came out, um, there were people proposing different 14 pods. Um, some of them, including, you know, the absolute murder zone of Florida, Georgia, Bama, Auburn. Just <laughs> absolute nightmarish, which, I like you know. It. Yeah, because Tennessee would be with what uh, Kentucky, Vandy, and South Carolina. <laughs> oh God, I don't want to play them either. Can we play... go independent? What if Tennessee goes independent? You got to play someone either football. way. No, well, I mean you can do that. No, we don't. You could, you could do that. The true independence. Um, so I have constructed a somewhat slightly more balanced set of pods, and by request, multiple people requested this. We are going to war game the whole thing a little bit which we allegedly did like i don't know seven years ago on this show i don't i, I couldn't tell you if that's the case but I'm, I'm often told that we did with the old sec so now let's try with the new sec broken into pods broken into four regional squabbles that conflagrate into an sec wide war spanning south carolina all the way to norman oklahoma uh a a road trip that does not make any sense whatsoever. So what I've done is I've asked four of you to war game these regional battles. Um, and Michael Serber also has a role that we will discover in due time. Uh, as do I, once we have determined our regional champions. Um, let us, Spencer has disappeared. So in fact, uh, Holly, would you like to go first? I'll, I'll unmute and you can hear why Spencer has disappeared. Oh, okay. Oh, now you don't bark. Uh, <laughs> no, Spencer, Spencer has gone to corral the hound. <laughs> Holly, are you able to go first with uh, Kentucky, Missouri, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt? There she is. Uh, yes, absolutely, as the hounds give. I think the soundtrack praise. is right. Uh, first of all, I, I will state that this is a minority opinion, but I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Most people, when they're shouting out the best monologue in show history, will cite Jason doing Bible characters. I maintain that the original uh, version of this show in which Jason pitted the SEC against itself uh, on a 
civilization type setup is my favorite full cast episode of all time mostly because it is genius but also slightly because i was not in it so kentucky i'm just vamping to see how long it's going to take spencer to plug his headphones back in hey boss what's your pod hey we now i don't have to go first <laughs> okay <laughs> that was so, breathtaking spencer would you like to go first i'm always afraid that mine's going to be like too long or too short or too weird yeah i, I don't think too weird switch. is a worry i'll say right. that yeah so i was assigned the pod of alabama lsu mississippi state and old miss and in this i've decided that uh, we're going to play up the civilization beat a little bit but also maybe a little bit off of recent events i wanted to see which one of these schools could get to space first successfully define success got across the carmen line unlike some people mm, who just sort boys. of go up and tap it no i need you to get all the way up above it do you okay? have to get back down yes <laughs> so so a pod uh that is half mississippi is going for a science victory um hey huntsville alabama says it can be done right now that's that that's part of the deal right that huntsville alabama says that we at least have the rocketry to get there that's right i said alabama and mississippi are the same you can reach me at 38 godfrey that is correct and as long as we as long as we have Huntsville, we're going to have at least the means to get there for the state of Alabama. However, um, I think this is how it would go. Okay, if we're if we're going to get there, and the other proviso I had was this that we were going to get up and down in the span of one year. You had to do it in a year, which means there couldn't be a lot of long term planning. Not that that's the strength of any of the four of them. Okay, there couldn't be any collusion. And there couldn't be any, uh, no cheating, right? Or just a little cheating, but nothing like, I couldn't invent anything, right? So first of all, Mississippi State, higher up in this than you know, because as the helmets from last season, the commemorative helmets from last season showed, Mississippi State has some, uh, has some space program roots, okay? So they're going to get out to an early jump because Alabama is going to sleep for a couple of months on, and rest on their laurels because they're like, ah, we got rockets! That's fine. We're going to focus on recruiting, right? So Mississippi State's going to be grinding away. Um, Old Miss, old. This is this is peasants' work. Old Miss is out. I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> Old Miss doesn't. A gentleman does not soil his hands with the dust of the moon. This is not happening. Addis additionally, Lane's just like the the moon's for nerds. I'm not going there. That's fine. Mississippi State jumps out to a lead, grinding hard, uh, and getting ahead of Alabama in pace. May uh, I interject I, now, Jason? Is this a proper way for me to introduce my role into the show? Let's oh, go. Dad's home. Um, Spencer, Georgia Tech has unleashed a terrifying and lethal horde of robot killer bees, which has heavily damaged all modern technology Woo! for all four schools in the pod. What has happened? Cerber has just brought back a former member of the SEC who we thought was long departed. <laughs> and they have waylaid your, your well-crafted plans. <laughs> God, that's Georgia Tech's music. <laughs> Could there be more of these on the way? <laughs> Goodness. Probably not. Probably a one-off. <laughs> no, I'm going to serpentine. Y'all can't catch me. Oh, I was I was not ready. 
<laughs> so, uh, destroying all modern technology, you said? Mm, yeah, that could so. be a problem. <laughs> that so we get to keep our stills. Yes, but you know which one of these schools I know happens to have weather balloons? That's right. The Meteorological Institute at LSU. That is right. So... <laughs> And also, that, that's an entire other show. Honestly. Weather balloon to space. Weather balloon to space. Weather drunk. No. Weather balloon to space. <laughs> the ballon. The ballon. Put the tagger in the weather balloon and send it to space. How's my hook gonna stay in the water if this balloon get that high? How's the weather up there? Oh, it feels pretty warm to me. <laughs> Don't take off my shirt. <laughs> Rubbing his chest with butter. Mm. Ew. I'm sorry. Seasoned butter. No. no. Ah, yes. Cajun butter. Yeah, thin up here and so is my blood. (laughs) Need to thicken it up. Get it it back to a fine roux. So LSU seizing this. Oh, uh, they're going to make moon dust would make an amazing roux. Moon roux. Moon roux. You could make a a roux out of the dust of the moon and somebody would be like, "My, my auntie made it better. Would you spell that M E A U X E A U X N? Yes. M O O U N. Mid. Mid. That just sounds like Pittsburgh. So, this Absolutely. would be. So, with Alabama now out, okay, because <laughs> Alabama's not, they're going to focus on recruiting. Okay. This is essentially a two horse race between LSU and between Mississippi State. Mississippi State is the home of the largest intercollegiate rocketry competition, right, nationally, uh, presumably because they got a lot of room to blow stuff up. <laughs> Starkville, what, you going to hit something? There's a water tower. As long as you miss that, you're fine. LSU placing the weather balloon to see how close they can get to space, all right, launches their balloon, but Mississippi State intercepts with simple rockets, destroying the balloon, and nullifying a victory for all four. That's that's where I'm at in the wake of Cerber's curveball, eliminating all. The people who technically got closest, though, if we're going to use Price's Right rules without going over, would be the unfortunate Cajun who we sent plummeting from 38,000 feet. Going, well, this, this ain't a bad way to go. I need a poultice. Yeah. <laughs> the gumbo impact- knot. I impacted the earth at terminal velocity. I believe I'm going. Uh, I believe you mean he made a cooking hole in the ground. They're just going to put palm leaves over him. I've been tenderized. So, so Spencer, are you hereby decreeing the winner of your quadrant to be the intergalactic empire of LSU? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say that, uh, that yeah, yeah, the university with the state bird, okay, of the <laughs> pelican. It wasn't pretty. It didn't necessarily get the job done, but it came closer than anyone else. I didn't know we were going for gritty realism here, but I'm impressed. Yeah, I had to take a curve in the middle of that, but you know, we, we rode with it, switched the narrative. Uh, go Tigers, and somebody please go get Boudreaux a poultice because <laughs> he done impacted in the swamp pretty bad. He's Very nicely become a done. Paste. <laughs> he has become a delicious paste. Uh, all right, I have updated my spreadsheet accordingly. Um, Let's get someone from the East, either Ryan or Holly. Holly, do you want to go or do you want me to go? You pick. Okay. Um, All right. So I have Auburn, Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina. And when our four uh, 
antagonists meet, they have a bit of a quandary. They all agree that physical combat cannot be used to decide a winner because that favors Florida, who has a whole army of bloodthirsty law disregarding Florida men. By the same token, they cannot settle this by appealing to heaven because then the sunshine state has no chance because, as we all know, Florida was the first draft of hell. God accidentally copy pasted it into Earth and forgot to remove it before he hit publish. So after much debate, they settle on a compromise that is uh, kind of at the intersection of physical punishment and spiritual judgment. Golf. All four schools agree to submit to the will of the gods of golf to settle the war between them by deciding which of them is the most golf. So Georgia steps up first as a promising candidate. They've got Bubba Watson and Patrick Reed among their membership. This is the same school that put the Masters on the Jumbotron during the spring game. And even the football program is, I would say, very golf. It is consistently capable of looking brilliant in the front nine and on the back nine, just making enough mistakes to like completely fuck up the day and ruin everything. This is the school that cannot break 80, but will still spend tens of thousands of dollars on new equipment every year trying to do so. Uh, South Carolina's pedigree is less obvious. The best golfer in the state, Dustin Johnson, uh, was born in Columbia, but he went to coastal Carolina Uh, But the first golf club in the U.S. was the South Carolina Golf Club founded in Charleston in 1786. And South Carolina is firmly committed to miniature golf, the propaganda tool we use to trick children into believing that real golf is A, short and B, fun. Uh, So then there's Florida, which seems like the likely winner. This is a state that has from the count I found. 1,250 golf courses, which is more than Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina combined. Uh, There's no state income tax, and that draws professional golfers there. The University of Florida has its own lineage of successful golf alums. uh, Florida has has been challenged. Wow. Oh, oh, oh Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Florida has been challenged by the Road Warriors of Sewanee. Uh, from 1899. <laughs> okay. It's really just 11 guys from 1899, but history. So <laughs> acknowledge them, respect them, and sort of move them to the side. Thank you. Dylan. So, so this, the Suwannee, that, that was the team that played. How many Joel games? Tamagotchi. How many games? Uh, how many games did they play in like uh, how many days? What was that? Jason, it was, I think you know this. It was like six or seven games with a break of like a day on a railroad in between, and they shut out almost everyone. Right. Well, here's the thing golf's only four days, so they have too many days. So there you go. That's Suwannee, Suwannee, we honor and respect you. Now, please, p- please remove yourself from the green. Um, also, also, I think Suwannee would get their club. Also, they got their robes on. and <laughs> Yeah, Suwannee would, gonna... Suwannee would be playing with clubs made of all kinds of exotic animal material that's now sure. banned in the United States. Customs yeah. is going to seize that ivory putter like that. Also, they're the all robe, dead. The robes are also going to interfere with both their uh, hydration, body heat levels, and their swing. And their swing, yes. Yeah. Um, Tough to torque. Florida's best connection to the game of golf is this golf is a self-policing sport, which is a very fancy way of saying that golf is an infinite source Everyone in it is a cop. It's an infinite source of petty fraud. It's constantly a source for fraud. So that leaves us with Auburn, which outside of the 2013 PGA champ, Jason Duffner, like they don't have a ton of high profile golf alumni. The most notable golf feature in the state of Alabama is the Robert Trent Jones trail, which was designed by an English American Cornell grad. Like it, it, I cannot come up with a good reason why the Tigers should fare well in the eyes of the golf gods until I remembered 
one important Auburn personality. Charles Barkley. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of the greatest basketball players of all time and an accomplished broadcaster. Two very difficult fields where he has achieved great things. And yet this is also a man who steps onto golf courses over and over and over again, despite never showing major improvement. It's not even clear if he's having fun because his swing is just the subject of constant ridicule. And I would argue golf has nothing to offer him except expense, sweat stains, and frustration. He could simply stop. He should simply stop. That he does not is proof to the gods that Auburn is truly the most golf school of them all. And that is why they emerge from my pod victorious. Wow. This was so gentlemanly. Yeah. So civilized. That's that's compelling. I was going to say that Auburn would excel at golf because it involves scoring the fewest points. Damn. South Carolina is right there and you're just all right. Oh, yeah. Actually, you can still run this, be like Auburn unexpectedly running up the score. Wow. Which they're they're prone to do. Very Auburn nice. does they do have people get stuck in the hedges a lot, which isn't really very ideal for Oh wait, I got golf. I got it. Auburn's the most golf because they're used to like getting 68, 70 on an exam and they're like, Hell yeah, that's golf. Look at me. Look <laughs> at me thriving, shoot low in calculus. <laughs> That is a compelling champion and a compelling case, Ryan. The, uh, the quadrant has been resolved, uh, I think, in a way that is really, really specifically enraging for Georgia fans. Therefore, it is a success on all counts. Um, now that we've gone east, let us go back west. Uh, Alex, I believe this means you. Yes, sir. Very excited. So I've got the Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, and Texas A&M pod. And so I guess I don't spoil it and say who wins until the end, or do I say who wins off the top? Yeah, let's let's build up to our champ here. All right. So Texas and A&M uh, are going to be kind of a mutual problem. You, everyone's familiar with the doctrine of mutually assured destruction uh, and also with Stalingrad, a little, <laughs> uh-huh. little outpost. Uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, Go blog signal illuminates. <laughs> Can we be of service here? <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> So you you guys remember how Michigan voice, how Hitler tried to take Stalingrad because it was <laughs> called Stalingrad. It had Stalin's name in it, even though it really wasn't strategically that important to the Nazi war effort. We're all familiar with that, right? Sure. sure. Go blue. Go blue. Yep. Thanks. And he lost pursuing a, an unnecessary goal that wasn't really going to benefit the German onslaught. Well, I, I sort of see Texas and A&M doing that to one another, even though neither is the greatest threat to the other's long-term success in this pod, that being Oklahoma. Uh, I see them going at each other's throats without any real payoff for either should they win. Uh, they're not, neither is particular, particularly strategically important if you really want to get down to it. I, I don't think that College Station or Austin are on like major waterways that are, you know, gonna give them a ton of Holly's Holly's eyes because this is a visual medium. She's looking at me like I'm wrong. What is the major body of oh, water? Oh, nothing. Lake Travis fans, you can reach Alex Kirshner at 38 Godfrey on that's the- right. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Exactly. I mean, that's a lake. It's not, it's not a major shipping thoroughfare. It's not going to do a lot for supply lines and things of that nature. Dude, paddle um, boards, paddle board lives matter too. Come on. Yeah, but it's big, Alex. Alex, about, it is, it is big, Texas but, terms. Alex, what if look, I, what, what if I told you that the two lane, the two lane green wave <laughs> have in fact harnessed the power of Lake Travis to create a massive storm, wow. which has decimated Texas. I think that that would further my point because A and M is your point. A and Greg is, Abbott's fault. It's Greg Abbott's. Yes, I, and actually, I mean, I was actually going to get to this, but I shouldn't know the name of Texas's electric grid, but I do because that shit goes down when it's too hot. It that goes is, down when it's too is, cold. That is one of those things like referees, right? Where it's yeah. like, if I know it, that's a problem. Tim Donaghy, you don't want to know, know this you much about know. the New York mayoral race. Nope, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Uh, I think that obviously the power grid's going down for the whole state if there's a single bit of uh, of wave-related activity or, or I mean, hydroelectric isn't really something that I think Texas is all that interested in. Uh, wave this is. Anyway, I think that both Texas and Texas A&M are in are in big trouble. Uh, College Station does house, I have learned, the George H.W. Bush Presidential Library. So conceivably, if any Aggies wanted to go there and learn about how to try and fail to depose a Middle Eastern dictator who they don't like um, before having their son take it out on a bunch of civilians, then they could learn that in College Station Texas, but I'm not sure it would be very productive for actually achieving long-term success as we have kind of found here in the United States of America. Uh, also, A&M does have some agricultural know-how, but I think that that is zoomable now and others have figured out how to farm. I'm not sure that A&M is really, you know, they don't really have a monopoly on, on creating wow. food supply or Fighting things of words, that nature. Brother. That's, yeah, uh, listen, whew, I didn't say it. They got meat championships, bro. That's all I'm saying. They got like they got the hardware and the meats. Well, it's good that you mentioned that they have meat championships because <laughs> I'm sorry for cussing. I dropped a lit match onto my phone at that exact moment. <laughs> she Unbelievable. dropped a lit match and for a second. It's burning on her iPhone. That's... And I'm trying not to lose it laughing at her, slapping at this phone on fire. That's it. it That's I was the most to light a candle and it snapped as I lit it, and the whole thing just flew out of my hand. That's I'm the most... realignment rumors are flying. Oh. Phone's on fire. Phone's <laughs> on... <laughs> did... My phone's blowing up. It did melt a hole in the tablecloth so i got that going for it. holly this is the most spencer thing you've ever done on this show it's proximity based look how close he's sitting it's your fault sorry we were talking about meats trophies no. oh meats trophies well i mean to this point i i do respect the state of arkansas's uh meat production ability i, I think well, anyone God. who's watched billions will be familiar with the fictional but real arkansas chicken index uh, which is sort of a bellwether for chicken futures throughout the uh, American poultry industry. It's not real, but Springsteen song they're singing in that episode. I thought they just made it up. I also assume they just made it up, but uh, I feel better. That's okay. now I, now I even, now I feel even more strongly about Arkansas poultry ability, I guess. Uh, I think Arkansas is going to have a well-fed army. You know, they kill a lot of chickens in that state. They are actually America's number one rice exporting state, which the more you know, I mean, I like that is be honest. Nobody here knew that. Um, But in 2017, according to the U.S. Trade Representative, Arkansas did export more dollars in rice than pretty much anybody. I think the problem here is that they are a heavy exporter to the uh, Pacific Rim 
And I think in wartime, it's difficult to maintain that sort of shipping line uh, that Arkansas relies on so so deeply for its what? rice production okay, and shipping. But what if instead they take all the rice and dump it into Lake Travis to dry up the lake? They might do that. And that's, again, it furthers the point that they Texas can approach, and They can approach are in Boston on land. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and that tanks. only leaves how it only Gold, I have turned water. your water source into my dinner. I mean, in theory, if if it gets so hot in Texas and you put rice into the like that much rice into Lake Travis, it would just cook like regular rice at hey, some point. If this you are like a food scientist, if you are a food scientist, please tweet at us after this episode and tell us how much rice it would take to soak up all of Lake Travis. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And if you're well, also if you're if it's hot enough. fan, I need you to go ahead and tell me why that's not gumbo. <laughs> also, I think that's this you're going to do anyway. This counts as acknowledging the University of Rice Owls. So mm. we fill uh, Lake Travis with rice, not because it is simple, but because it is hot. Because it is there. Because it is delicious. <laughs> and it is delicious. Oklahoma. George Mallory again. Mm. Good things. Uh, Oklahoma is going to win this, this pod. Uh, there you have it. Oklahoma has, you know, they faced a lot of adversity, you know, frankly, if you can survive, uh, that, that degree of dust, you can surely survive Arkansas and Texas A&M and the Longhorns. They, it's a state that has, uh, well, I wouldn't say they were really doing well back in the dust bowl, but. Uh, at least as a as an <laughs> what, as a historic, what a historical pronouncement that is your, I that is your, we're killing it what a bowl. Yo, i got it i got it of rice and men <laughs> yes 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 exactly uh but you know the the state institutionally speaking is still standing uh they actually export a great deal of beef and veal they'll have i think a very well-fed army also a lot of international relationships did you know that the governor of oklahoma uh, the other week, you know, while various uh, things are going on in the state of Oklahoma, COVID, college football realignment, to, you know, similar things of that nature. He was actually in Azerbaijan uh, fostering closer relationships with their oil partners over there. Um, look, I mean, you go to Azerbaijan, I mean, you're getting counsel on all kinds of things that could be useful in war if you're working at a high enough government and industrial level. Uh, I don't think he was talking to dissidents. You know, I think he was talking more to the uh, anti-dissidents, the people the dissidents are dissidenting against sure. and uh, dissenting, <laughs> dissenting against. And I think that Oklahoma is going to play pretty rough uh, when it comes time to war uh, with the rest of this pod. They I also mean, apparently their whole team name is ba- their whole team name is fuck rules. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, also, to that point, uh, the schooner. Uh, is actually a very valuable transportation mechanism in the, this right, future yeah. economy when it's upright. But it shows if it crashes, no one's dying. You can't say that about the kinds of rockets that sure. Texas and AM are going to have in this thing. Uh, and also, it's not subject to hacking because there's no electricity in the sea. Uh-huh. And, and you can you can float it across the rice filled <laughs> waters of Lake Travis. Absolutely, caulk yeah, the absolutely. schooner and float the rice. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. really, uh, Alex, I'm glad you got this because I've always said that Baku is the Tulsa of the Caspian Sea. That's what people say. More and more you hear this. Yeah. Additionally, I think that Oklahomans will survive a lot longer because they'll eat fish that they catch out of the rivers with their hands. You can take the poles and they'll still find fish. 
This is true. Rice noodlers. Yeah. Very good. <clears throat> All right. That is a that is an excellent and worthy champ. Uh, now we have uh, LSU has claimed the the, uh, the the deep mid south. Oklahoma has claimed the plains. Auburn controls the mid the uh, the deep south, and uh, I believe this takes us to the to the Highlands to finish off this this inaugural four four battle sprint through history. Holly. Sometimes the snow comes down in June, and sometimes I get Kentucky, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, and Missouri. Okay, surprising absolutely no one, Missouri is immediately out of this game. How they get there is the surprise. Uh, Tennessee, in a rare bid for unification, manages to assemble a fighting force combined of the mountain people to the east, the Panera bread horse girls of middle Tennessee and Memphis. And there's nothing else in Tennessee. And if anybody else tells you, tell them to get off your land. The absolute first thing that this group does is barricades, build barricades along the Mississippi river, just walling Missouri off from <laughs> the entire rest of the board all along all of its controlled border with Missouri. Now, some people might say, is this because we still bear a long simmering resentment against Missouri swanning into the conference, acting like they were going to be our kickabout little brother and then winning a pair of division championships? And to those people, I say, mind your own business. Austin, Indiana, though, didn't they? Look, VHS porn is not enough to unite a culture by itself missouri has to have some other redeeming quality and to date that has not revealed itself so a barbecue rib fence goes up all along the tennessee missouri border and mizzou if y'all want to participate in shit you can just float on down to arkansas for for all we care so mizzou right out now this is where shit gets tricky vanderbilt and tennessee have both been caught up in this alliance uh they they have they have agreed to bury the hatchets vanderbilt people don't have hatchets but tennessee buried two for each of them and we are proceeding as one unified state however vanderbilt in a move surprising actually everyone somehow turns around and shanks tennessee over the placement of the new Amazon headquarters. They do not want to share revenue with East Tennessee. Uh, and they choose that they choose corporate interest over statewide pride and immediately turn. That doesn't sound like Nashville at all. Nope. Uh, they immediately, they immediately turn and attempt to construct a barricade to wall off Tennessee. Having buried their hatchets, nobody said anything about their knives. And Tennessee, East Tennessee, turns back onto Middle Tennessee. Memphis, meanwhile, is just chilling at the barricade in lounge chairs and having a final time. They're on guard duty with Missouri, but it does take them out of this fight. West Tennessee is out of the fight. Eastern and Middle Tennessee are battling one another uh, over, and I don't really know what the deal is because it's not like they're going to tax Amazon anyway. Uh, but they're fighting each other uh, tooth and knife 
over Amazon headquarters. And while this is happening, you may notice that we haven't heard from a fourth party who is very close at hand. Kentucky's just been hanging out in the hills this entire time, forging trade deals on the side uh, with Ohio to the north. And Kentucky waits until the last possible moment when Tennessee and Vanderbilt are both still fairly well matched but depleted on both sides uh kentucky swoops in and takes control of the entire state boom lying in wait the entire time yes plotting scheming strategizing because tennessee (laughs) only has one end of a state that's devoted to hill people chicanery have you ever noticed that even in the flatter parts of kentucky you still can't see very far those rolling hills can hide a number of troops it's all those, blind it's all blind corners those long yeah those long low sloping ridge lines they can hide a lot of they can hide a lot of personnel uh so anyway yes uh kentucky swoops in after waiting out the after sitting out the entire battle in their glorious mountain homes uh kentucky swoops in and uh puts everybody else in the drink this is very on brand because kentucky wins from distance at the end very basketball ending right mm-hmm. yeah Kentucky and, from way downtown. <laughs> uh, this concludes the upper Midwestish portion of the pods. Excellent. We now have Very our, good. let us assess our pods at this point, all right? Because the, the battle has only begun. Uh, we know who is strongest in each pod. Um, we have, of course, LSU's intergalactic empire of uh, Alabama, LSU, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. Not a lot of resources here, I'm going to be honest. I have assessed each of these states, uh, universities, areas by population, military base personnel, Air Force bases, food production, things of this nature. And this pod is going to struggle, but they were the first pod into almost space. They have that going for them. Oklahoma, of course, is reforming the Southwest Conference with Arkansas, Texas, and A&M. That group will get along awesome. Uh, huge, huge numbers of people. Uh, I think they produced enough food to feed themselves. Lots and lots of air bases and Air National Guard bases. Uh, a lot of coastline that's going to be difficult to defend. They have a couple naval bases, but I don't know if they have quite enough. A lot of soldiers, though. I'm sure they'll be fine, uh, especially because they have such coherence and camaraderie. The Holy Auburn Empire uh, includes Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina, the biggest population on the board, arguably the biggest army on the board, biggest number of air uh, bases on the board, and an overwhelming advantage at sea between primarily Florida and South Carolina. Huge numbers of boats are going to take over the Gulf of Mexico. This jet ski war! They have the jet skis, they have the submarines, they have all of it in South Carolina, of course, has 90% of the Marines on the entire it's map. To get South Carolina a naval win. South Carolina has something going for it. <laughs> when do we get to say that? Uh, and Kentucky Zura Sea, which does not include Missouri, but they get to be part of the name. Um, a, a, a bit like the LSU Intergalactic Empire, not a ton of resources, but they have the train advantage. Who's invading this and why? More importantly, they're sort of the Scotland on the map. You, Rome, you could invade this, but there's no good reason to. Um, so those are our battles. Uh, I think immediately the first thing we see is, uh, unfortunately, despite what I just said, Kentucky Zerisi is quickly claimed by the Holy Auburn Empire due to total commanding, uh, overwhelming, uh, and nothing you can do about it, air superiority. We're talking about uh, an, an actual uh, an actual modern army's worth of planes versus uh, crop dusters and pea shooters. Um, 
and the, and the Kentucky. Well, what if the seat. price of lumber goes down? What what does that have to do with anything, sir? That only affect that. No, no, no. They've Auburn's diversified now. They don't rely entirely upon the yellow fella at this point. Well, that's all. That's oh, also okay. recalled the, okay. the holy the holy Auburn Empire. They also have the entire economies of Florida and Georgia, and those are stable economies, buddy. Those are. Yeah, man. The price of hot <laughs> coleslaw wrestling's never going down. <laughs> uh, South Carolina, alone since they're keep them going. Uh, Auburn has now claimed almost everything east of the Mississippi. Uh, South Carolina. Because they're very far from the front lines and because all of their attack resources will be naval diverted around Florida. South Carolina is placed in charge of police action, quelling the hill folk in Kentucky, Missouri. Um, that'll go awesome. Uh, South Carolina is very good at order. Missouri, which was already cut off by the Memphis Wall of Ribs and the Mississippi River, has defected to the Southwest Conference. Um, look oh, what God, the river is going to taste so good. It's going to taste that is a valuable resource. <laughs> and we'll see who gets there first. Not gumbo. Fuck, Missouri, got, Missouri got, has added Gumbo to, Lake and Barbecue River. I love this country. <laughs> Missouri has that. added to Oklahoma's strengths. Somehow joined the Southwest Conference, um, despite never actually being a member. But hey, uh, in, in times of war, we all make desperate friendships. The Gulf of Mexico is immediately claimed by the Holy Auburn Empire's massive naval dominance. The Mississippi River is soon acquired, and yes, now they have those ribs. Uh, you, you might say, uh, uh, Florida, Georgia, not a whole ton of farmland there. How are they going to feed themselves? Well, now they have the ribs of the Mississippi River. Oh, God. Um, this also folds Mississippi and Tuscaloosa into the Holy Auburn Empire, leaving LSU's Galactic Empire alone to join the Southwest Conference. Just like that, we have been split down the middle by the river. The Holy Auburn Empire has divided the map into east and west. Let us review our new sides. Oklahoma commands the Southwest Conference of Arkansas, LSU, Texas, A&M, and Missouri. Not a bad group all around you have the entire state of texas that alone is solid as alex mentioned arkansas's food resources are a worthy contribution to the cause however the holy auburn empire contains everything else and leads in basically every metric the uh, Auburn's naval blockade strategy means slow, steady, limited gains. This side is hoping for a siege victory, but that is not going to work because the Southwest Conference contains luxurious abundance of farmland and Louisiana can cook anything into anything. The, the, the Southwest Conference is built to wait out a battle. The uh, Auburn, of course, pushes this by introducing aircraft carriers to the mix. And now Auburn's uh, air superiority hastens the Southwest Conference into battle, which they are more comfortable with offense than defense anyway. So they say, fine, we're going to begin our assault on Mississippi. We're going to attempt to cut off this Mississippi River thing, cut off Auburn from its precious supply of ribs. And uh, on the eve of their grand assault, planned in detail, planned with television partners, um, everyone is in one accord. The entire Southwest Conference is steering in one direction. Uh, in harmony at last, what should happen? But the Texas Longhorns decide they have not made enough branding gains of all this. So they go independent. Texas is now its own army, robbing the Southwest Conference of stuff, just money. That's it. They don't actually make shit. Right, Aggies? Let's go. They don't actually make shit. They just have money. Uh, they don't, they don't, you don't lose any food production because the Aggies do all that. Texas, you just lose a lot of money. Um, everything else remains. It would be A&M's, but Jimbo has decided taking hand-me-downs is for pores. So all of Texas this stuff is getting on a boat going to saudi arabia to play intramural football because that is where you can make the most money playing football and you don't have to lose great for texas so this changes things dramatically for the southwest conference which now it, not only have they lost a lot of their naval support because texas took the boats to saudi arabia 
That loss of boats, not only did that stymie their attack on Mississippi, this leaves LSU's coastline perilously unguarded. The Holy Auburn Empire swoops in and seizes Louisiana from the Southwest Conference. We have our first incursion across the Mississippi. Oklahoma is thus surrendering land because, of course, Oklahoma is bad at defense. Ole Miss is put in charge of police actions. Again, this is going to go awesome. The rebels are going to subdue the unruly swamp folk of Louisiana. Victory is now in sight for the Holy Auburn Empire as it weighs its attack routes for the siege of Norman, Oklahoma. It could go through Texas. It could do a Germany in World War I, go through Arkansas, the forests of Arkansas. It could swoop all the way up through Missouri, which, yes, is still in this thing. Um, but regardless, Auburn is sitting pretty. That always turns out well. That always holds. So what should happen? But South Carolina defects, as usual. They always do this shit. South Carolina defects, gets Kentucky and Tennessee to join the Greater Appalachian People's Workers Cockunist Collective. Vanderbilt is done playing and escapes to space. LSU tried to have a space program. Vanderbilt's done with this shit. All their shit is now Tennessee's because Vandy's just going to buy new shit once they get to Mars. They've had enough. Uh, and No one will miss them. Uh, so Georgia is now placed in charge of this uprising along its borders. Tennessee, South Carolina, this is all a communist horde. Uh, Kentucky, I believe, is... Uh, yeah, I have Kentucky joining this as well. Great. Um, Texas is gone, blah, blah, blah. The, the Holy Auburn Empire discernments. They, they have LSU and they put Ole Miss in charge of policing it. That's, that's impossible. Oxymoronic. Beside the point. They see the failure that happened with South Carolina... Uh, attempting to police the, uh, the Appalachians. They just abandon LSU, let it go. They build a wall around it, uh, a Hadrian's Wall sort of situation to just leave LSU, leave Louisiana to have fun. Just one big Mardi Gras in there and no one should go because you will probably be injured. Uh, you won't remember the fun you had anyway. Both sides determine Louisiana is now a very hot Switzerland. Um, amid all this, Missouri escapes to the Big Ten, arranging a hot tag. Swampsurland. Missouri arranges... Missouri arranges a hot tag with Nebraska, which is joining the Southwest Conference so it doesn't ever have to play against Oklahoma. Nebraska sees sees the trouble on the horizon and says, "Uh oh, we're going to just join whatever Oklahoma is doing so we don't have to face them because we're very scared of them because we're in Nebraska. And that's the only thing people know about us is that we're scared of Nebraska. Let us now review our sides. The Southwest Conference, Oklahoma commands Arkansas, Nebraska and Texas A&M. This 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 group can hold out forever. Not a ton of population, decent military resources, and they've just added Nebraska's farmlands. The Holy Auburn Empire is reduced to Alabama, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Florida and Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky and Tennessee is their own group. And four schools have just left the map. Just put, clocked out. <laughs> Skirmishes continue along all borders as each side reassesses the ever sprawling situation. Georgia was charged with defending its borders. That goes awesome as South Carolina's People's Cock Collective splinters. Tennessee claims a third of Georgia for itself, uh, as does Carolina. Neither Carolina or Tennessee can win Atlanta, of course. But can uh, we get Georgia's water? Yes, we'll get to that. Uh, the Holy Auburn Empire retains the western third of Georgia. Florida now goes into business for itself, claiming all of greater Jacksonville all the way up to Macon. Florida has gone independent. My God, this is a game changer. They might be the new favorites on this whole thing. Look at the map, folks. Florida's population contends with the Southwest Conference, which only has half of Texas's stuff. Uh, Florida has as many sol more soldiers than anyone else uh, that can, can feed itself forever with all the entire Gulf of Mexico in which to fish. 
uh, has air superiority over almost everyone, has all the boats, basically. Florida alone by itself might be the new favorite on this entire board. The Holy Auburn Empire is in desperate trouble, outgunned, outmanned by the Southwest Conference on one side, Florida on another. Even the reborn Eternals People's Cockiness Cock Collective, which is South Carolina and Athens, uh, might have better stuff. The Tennessee River Authority, which is Tennessee and North Georgia, uh, might have more stuff than the Auburn Empire and all tremble before the might of the new Florida Georgia line. The Holy Auburn Empire's entire naval blockade is withdrawn as Florida seeks the prize of Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> the Southwest Conference takes advantage and claims all of Mississippi for itself. Uh, Alabama, of course, is already... Uh, <laughs> I think Spencer had them ejecting to space or something like that, like immediately. Yeah. Uh, or Yeah, whatever it was. Alabama was already out of this for football reasons. Uh, so now the Holy Auburn Empire is just Auburn, pinned in on all sides by more powerful enemies. So Texas A&M, which is at this point would have to be considered a top four institution uh, favored to win this whole thing. Texas A&M is in great shape. Uh, Texas A&M is in prime position to win the championship. So Texas A&M uses this opportunity to launch all of its nukes at Texas, which is on a boat halfway to Saudi Arabia. Uh, yes, there were nukes. There were nukes that I've counted for each of these states uh, based on nuclear facilities, nuclear submarines, things of this nature. Uh, the Southwest Conference is now completely out of nukes because Texas has fired all of them at Texas A&M. The Texas University, the University of Texas Longhorns, no longer there. Vaporized at sea. Auburn has no nukes. But you know who does have nukes would be our four independents. South Carolina has nukes. Kentucky has nukes. Tennessee has nukes. And Florida has nukes, which it claimed during the siege of Greater Jacksonville. Okay. So uh, they all take the green light from the Aggies and they all start launching nukes at everything in sight. Jacksonville, nothing but broken stuff. Nashville is ash. Memphis will be laid to waste. Atlanta burns again. Tuscaloosa is dust. Little Rock is even littler now. Houston is smoked. Biloxi, Tulsa, Pensacola, Waco, Omaha, Myrtle Beach. They're all gone. Cataclysms. Crumbling mountains of fire and blood, water tasting of wormwood, whose name is Chernobyl. Seals, trumpets, bowls, Armageddon. And even though the rapture is not in the Bible, that's never stopped Auburn before. Because <laughs> who should join here at the all end of all things but a rider on a white tiger, eyes like fire, robe dipped in blood, wings as an eagle, and on his thigh he has a name tattooed, Auburn Jesus. The Holy Auburn Empire assembles all shattered peoples into a new Auburn and a new earth, a kingdom with the world's biggest jumbotron paving gold streets in the neighborhoods of really good football recruits. And all is perfect at harmony as 144,000 saints gather in the expanded Jordan Hare Stadium and the four living creatures that are Auburn's mini species mascots all sing a new song before the throne war eagle. And then South Carolina remembers it has all the Marines and goes rogue again. But that's the sequel. Auburn wins. So, uh, folks, if you out there have a war and you need to save money for it, for war stuff, then maybe the thing to do would be to download Acorns app via acorns.com slash fullcast, which can fund your army today. Uh, the way it works is whenever you buy stuff from a military industrial complex, the nickels and dimes from that purchase, whichever military industrial complex you use, there's a lot of them. Uh, the nickels and dimes from that purchase will go into your investment account and then it'll get invested in stuff that happens around the world and the number will hopefully go up because that's the best thing for numbers to do. And if you keep doing that, then you will be able to retire at some point after the age of 83 or possibly sooner. Uh, 
the uh, it, it, it can save money to not go to war, but uh, numerous people around the world over time have found that war can be very profitable. But uh, what I have found is that simply investing without doing any war at all is also a frugal strategy. Uh, Spencer, I believe your sons have found a little bit of both, that, that sometimes investing with combat can be the most lucrative path of all. And they've chosen swords over plowshares, haven't they? They really have. I think by at this rate, by the way, I'm saving for three things when it comes to acorns. I'm trying to invest and save for a family vacation. I am trying to put a little bit aside for the kids. Both of those goals are going great. I have one other fund that I have designated general retirement, but during this ad read, I've decided that I'm going to devote for the purchase of an F-35. Why would anybody yes. want to purchase an F-35? <laughs> That's not relevant. What is relevant is that at this rate, I should be able to afford an F-35 by the time I am 238. That may sound like I'm poor mouthing, but do you know how much one of those things costs? That's actually a tremendous return on investment. It's the kind of return that you as an everyday investor can get by downloading the Acorns app and becoming an Acorns member today. But why would you want one more than 100 years from now? It would be a shitty plane by then. Vintage, baby. Have you seen the used car market? Imagine what the used plane market is going to be. There go, there go Spencer and Harrison Ford in their F-35. <laughs> just Harrison. The future is just me and Harrison Ford crashing ever older and more expensive planes in ever stranger locations. They're going to be like, he put the original Wright Brothers plane into a Sonic and killed three people. I love that. More than a century from now, we might have finally made the F-35 like cost effective to fly. Like, oh, we found this planet with the magic paint that it requires so that it can like be in a good enough mood now. to fly. Department of Defense should open up an Acorns account for the F-35. Think about how much roundup they'd have for that. Shit. I mean, it's been, it's been 25 fucking years. Yeah, it'd have a pretty good retirement account by <laughs> we, now. We could, the, we could retire the F-35. Which oh, is thank God. Like <laughs> That's the whole idea. <laughs> Once we do that, just fold the Air Force. Their work here is done. Get rid of that unlike, piece of shit. Unlike the F-35 at Acorns, your money line is only going up. Yep. <laughs> And that's how yeah, that thing will go up. It can go front, side to side. It can go straight down. Not a lot of up. Yeah. Remember, if you want to save for a rainy day that the F-35 can't fly in. <laughs> God. Uh, the torrential downpour is here now, by the way. So if we if we lose you guys, it might not actually be our fault this time. Yep. Um, speaking of line going up, did y'all see the Florida numbers? From Big News Saturday on Home Field Apparel. God damn. Nearly doubled up uh, previous leader Notre Dame. Notre Dame in Florida once again. Like 500% more than what Florida State did. Embarrassed Texas, which that's just the thing. Yeah. That I didn't think Notre Dame could be humiliated worse than the last time they went to Florida, but yeah. Turns out. Um, full of surprises. And now. What's up? Now Miami is next up on the list for home field apparel. Yes. This was actually said aloud during the show. Texas just has money. They apparently don't do anything with it, including buy one of any number of burnt orange, white, or heather gray items of clothing, mostly for the upper body from home field apparel. Couldn't be me. Yeah. It's, um, it's the episodes of DuckTales where Scrooge just has nothing to do with his family and just stays in the mansion. That's what being a Texas fan is like. <laughs> All money, no feelings. As they got feelings. They have many All feelings. money, no feelings is my vision board. Sing my favorite song. 
Sing my, my little, sing my racist song. railroad song. <laughs> we All I do is live with mother and play the choo choo song. That's gonna be Texas. We're just oh, gonna shit. tear is them Texas up. Texas, the American Italy. You gotta do the hands with the fingers up instead of down. Now, now I will say, if there's a school whose fan base is gonna go the other way, where the worry is not, oh, they won't spend their money. It's Miami. I am not worried that Miami and its associated fans are gonna be like, hmm. I should sit on this well <laughs> and do something smart. With it. I hope I hope Homefield is dropping the like the, the incredibly expensive like the um the Dan Flashes Miami Hur- <laughs> Miami Hurricanes polo like, well, <laughs> the two thousand dollar complicated fabric. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but if you use hope if you use our offer code Fullcast, you get twenty percent off, and that downgrades it to doing math really quickly sixteen hundred dollars. Not bad. Not, Not I mean, bad. that sounds kind of broke to me, but for, you for can. Your- Tell, you can tell them at the club you paid full price. We won't. For your, for your You've done more financially irresponsible shit this year. That's true. I uh, want to know the one. I want to know the one design that Miami fans demanded of Connor that he cannot deliver because um, it's antithetical to like human safety or common decency, right? Like, hey, we want the Sebastian with the AK. We can't actually. That's not an official. No, Miami. no that's Why not. That's not licensed by the school. <laughs> Give me the one with Sebastian sitting on a pile of cocaine. I think it's, I it's less that it's not true. licensed and it's more that that's like, that's too precious. That's, yeah. you know, that's like the that's secret hard. university that shirt seal. Has to be, that shirt has to be earned. We can't make purchased. a triple XL sweatsuit, velour sweatsuit that says, okay, I've reloaded. That's okay, not. I know you're joking, but seriously, give me a good reason why not, Connor. Fair. Yeah, Connor. Howard. Answer for your crimes. Why can't why can't you give me one of of like of you know that says I ain't scared bitch? Well, that's actually what the university's motto in Latin that's, means. Yeah. What, I would think, love a shirt that had an, an animated gif of the "Don't be scared, baby." Like yeah. right <laughs> the chest. Don't be scared. Do you, do you think they'll have Ned? Do you think that will be an option? <laughs> Just a, a Ned jersey. Always ready to scrap. Fuck. Always down for it. Yeah. I want the the Photoshop of Ned landing at Normandy. Yeah, so like, but in like hyper color. Here's the thing: all of these might be in the home field launch this Saturday. Yeah, we, we don't know. know. We haven't we seen the collection. We so what we're advising them. is on Saturday you go to homefieldapparel.com and just everything in the Miami. You just purchase, click, yep, 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 on all of it just in all. case. Yeah, just yeah. hit all. There's there's got to be an all button because for true ba- unlike, for real ballers. That's right. Unlike the shutdown full cast store, when you order from Homefield Apparel, you get the things that you paid for. We had another we had another mishap recently. It wasn't <gasps> pills though. Is it time for podcast business? Um yeah, I suppose it is. You go to preownedairboats.com, you look at our store, we'll send you something. In this case, it <laughs> this was guaranteed. <laughs> in this case, it was listener Stephanie ordered the welcome mug that is supposed to be like an enamel tin mug with Spencer with cartoon Spencer's face on it. It says welcome and it's a lot of fun. Which and instead she got one of those like v-shaped coffee mugs that you only see on like daytime television shows or at mm-hmm. um like mid mid-range hotels i don't think i know what a v-shaped coffee you, mug it, it is. just sort of like it's um what would you it's just it's it's wider at the it's like, top shaped like a vase one. yeah oh, oh yes okay. yes it look exactly it looks like you're at and uh spencer's face is off center on it <laughs> and this is not a mug we offer in any other form, but that's what she got. So what again, well, every time to print your face on stuff just makes it come out irregular. <laughs> every, every time you go to preownedairboats.com, you are spinning well, the wheel. Hurt. 
you're spinning the wheel of random yeah. commerce and who knows what will come to you. Is there, you're is guaranteed this? to receive something on your an, front porch. An, an item, yeah. Hey, it has been X. How many days has it been? Server, fill this in in post. How many days has it been since we accidentally mailed prescription medicine that wasn't ours? It's been... One week since you looked at me. I knew he you. was going to do that. Hold on. The nice thing is I can just um, I can just go to my email because and search only one of those. I, I, can go, I can go to my email and search pills. And yeah, that does indeed. Um, First of many. I did get an update on that, uh, by the way. The mug was received by our friend Scott. Um, and in addition, Scott received an envelope with a prepaid shipping label to send Carol's pills back to the healthcare provider. That's not. So they're just going to, did he? I don't think he was required to. Are they just going to send the pills back? Like, I'm sure that Scott hasn't tampered with them, but the fulfillment company doesn't know that. You know, other podcasts don't have this problem. Where, where, <laughs> where, where, by the way, where are these fulfilled? Like, where is the factory? Yeah, I believe it's names. in, I think it's in North Carolina. Okay, so there's Cerber. somebody, there's somebody in North Carolina who just is sitting there smoking on the line, right? Yeah. Yeah, in their mouth. And yeah, they what just, part of just Asheville like, is this? Yeah, they're just like, man, who's this ugly dude? I'm slapping on the stop. <laughs> Here, just put that bitch on there and see if they complain. Say, so just, just once you just go ahead and slap Harry Dwight Schrute on this cup and throw it in the box and see if they do anything. I like to think of it this way: mail yeah, in tablecloth on fire again. Mail in the 19th century was like entirely a toss-up if you put something in the mail it was like maybe it's getting there maybe it's not yeah. if somebody was like oh i owe you a hundred dollars i'll put it in the mail you're like the fuck you won't you get on a horse and you bring me my hundred dollars i don't trust the mail we are giving you kind of that same throwback experience where you can pretend that you are laura ingles wilder waiting for papa's mug to come through the mail and instead <laughs> you get pills and sometimes <laughs> it's winter for seven months is kevin costner busy I reckon. How long that take you? Uh, just first Get it all morning. off the top of his head. All <laughs> so, so the um the tweaks I had to make were I had Alabama winning, and then um that's depressing. I'm and then <laughs> and then server uh did his techno hack, and it rerouted us to LSU, which did, which didn't end up mattering all that much. It was a major blow for morale for the uh, LSU Galactic Empire to lose their figurehead immediately. Um, so did Holly server... placing Holly placing the ribs wall along the Mississippi very helpful made the Mississippi even more valuable. Did Serber have a set number of tricks that he could play at his own as a time of his own choosing? Yes, those three. Okay. The three schools who have left the SEC were Serber Serber's mm. uh, cards to drop. Gotcha. If I if I'd known you were going to build a rib wall, I definitely wouldn't have interrupted Alex. But <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty. Please, please. How many times have you said that to me? None shall know the none shall know the hour of the rip wall. Um, I cannot tell you how much I love that the Tennessee Valley Authority made an appearance in this. Tennessee won. Tennessee won the River Wars. It's happened. Woo! And Vanderbilt won used the River Amazon Wars and then bombed itself out of existence. And Jeff Bezos took Vanderbilt to space, so it worked out. Yes, I had it planned anyway. The Vanderbilt is going to space, so I, I should have mentioned that. That that lined up very nicely. This is beautiful. I'm I'm exhausted. That was incredible. War is hard. <laughs>
Again, time. again with the historical insights. <laughs> the dust, Oklahoma wasn't exactly doing great in the Dust Bowl, and war is hard. Man, this is why you bring episode. on Alex Christian for the yeah, Alex episode. does better with the toss-offs than the rest of us do on purpose. In this episode, Alex said that uh, that Oklahoma wasn't exactly doing that great during the Dust Bowl, and 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 that was still second to Holly trying to set her phone on fire in the middle of the podcast. True. I was trying to put a bunch. Okay, I was trying to make a tiny fire that we could that I could use for a visual effect, and. Which makes sense. To be, uh, to, be clear, like yeah. to be clear, I was trying to make a tiny fire for the podcast. Does not strengthen your case. No. <laughs> we could hear it, Ryan, for the crackling. One can hear Nashville bird. Also, I hear the birds at Jason's now. So hopefully sure. we've got some good pastoral effects in there. I'm excited um, for you to bring like a whole Indiana Jones style torch to the next recording session. Do we want to let Alex go? Now, Alex, how would you like to end the show? You can end the show doing what I give us a give us a cone <clears throat> a cone <laughs>